Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Mike McMahon, the showrunner and creator of Star Trek Lower Decks, and you are watching Trek Culture. Welcome back to the Trek Culture Podcast. We are your hosts, Sean and Tom. I have returned despite some identity theft <laughs> last week, but that's all right. They I don't say, know what you're talking about. Actually, not bad, but I agree. <laughs> Imitation is the finest form of flattery that mediocrity can offer. We are joined, of course, this week by the lovely Ellie Little Child. How are you, me little child? Are you well? I am well. You can't get rid of me. No. That is true. That We've is tried. true. Uh, every time I go to the doctor for a test, it's always like, everything is clear. You still have Ellie, but everything else <laughs> is clear. Uh, you'd think I'd take offence to these things, but I've known you for two years now. I'm used to it. Really said. This is you literally <laughs> said I can't get rid of you. Sorry now, but this one's on you, Ellie. How are you? How's everyone? How was your week? I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm just no. Nah. The rest of the podcast, you can tell me something, and I'll tell Sean something. All right, Sean can relay it back. <laughs> that won't get annoying very quickly. Yeah, I've been good. Good. This is this. Yeah, good. 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 Yeah, Tom. How are you? Tell yeah, me things. I'm are you fine. well? <laughs> I'm well. I, I held the ship uh, quite well. You when did you were good. Gone. Thank you. You did, I, I <laughs> you did good. very much just channeled you, and it actually seemed to work. So sometimes people ask the secret. Now you know the secret. It's coffee and fear. Yeah, and fear that the coffee mm-hmm. is going to make. It, me, it, it was a little yeah. bit like let's just duct tape the holes and hope that it sticks together. Still. Ah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Tom, will you tell Ellie that that was a really nice thing for her to say? <laughs> Ellie, uh, Sean. Oh wait, no, I'm really talking nice. to her. She's not talking oh. to me. <laughs> <laughs> this is very complicated. We should get into the latest news, topics, and things all Star Trek related. We should indeed. We are, of course, starting this week with sad news. Um, Kenneth Mitchell, who has played four different roles in Star Trek Discovery, uh, he played Cole, Cole Shaw, Tenovic, and Aurelio. Uh, this weekend, on the 24th of February, passed away after four years um, with ALS. Um, and it is, it's, um, 
I I I have to say when when I saw the news broke, I mean I'm I am sad. Uh, it's it's one of the things we we knew it was coming. It doesn't make it any easier. Yes, uh, yeah, it is. Um, it's very sad, and you know he's he's done a lot of uh, makeup work as the Klingons, and he even did some sort of voices in uh, lower decks as well. So he's been a big part of the most more recent Star Treks. Also, when you said Discovery Season 1, it made me realise how long ago that actually was, which is just mad to think about. Um, and you were telling me that they even managed to, because he was in a wheelchair, and they managed to have him in a wheelchair for the scenes in, is it Season 4 of Discovery? In Season 3. Season, season three, 3, he he plays the, the scientist Aurelio, and, you know, he is... He is wheelchair bound in season three, and you know it's just part of the character. I I, I really liked that. You know they 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 were able to include him, and yeah. obviously not that there's anything wrong with playing a Klingon, but it was great to see him out of makeup. Well, this yeah. is the yeah. thing that I was um, slightly um, confused about because um, I am still currently on my watch of of Discovery. And so when the news um, was announced that he'd passed, I was trying to put a face to a character. Um, and at this point, I'd only seen the Klingon role or nothing that I could think to myself, who who is that that I recognise? Um, and it's almost a little kind of strange, this kind of cosmic thing happening because completely unintentionally, the day after um, he passed, I got to the episode of season three uh, where he was, sans makeup, if you like, um, was recognisable. And instantly I was like, that's, that's that, but I know who that is now. It, it, immediately I recognised him from obviously all the tributes that have been posted. And it was very strange that, I mean, I didn't specifically make a point of seeking out his episodes. It just happened to be that those two episodes were my next episodes on my watch. Um, yeah. And yeah, instantly it, it did spring to me that the character... Um, was in some sort of futuristic wheelchair. I mean, I'm reluctant to say wheelchair because it was more like a hover chair, which I thought was really interesting. And I liked the way they incorporated it in. Um, and, you know, he was he was wonderful. Um, but yeah, it felt very kind of spooky that that just happened to to be my next episode to watch. Um, yeah. No, I, and also, sorry, I, I, I know what you mean when you say about it being a wheelchair because... Uh, actually, if you go back to season two of Discovery as well, they've they somewhat updated Pike's fate um, when you know we, we, when he discovers, funny enough, in an episode with Kenneth Mitchell in it, um, because of time crystals. Uh, a lot has happened in Discovery. Sorry, I know it's yeah. slightly off uh, off topic, but like a lot has happened. But yes, uh, Pike basically learns his fate, and they updated. The Pike Beep chair, for want of a better description, but <laughs> like when I say that, instant image, and and yes, um, yeah, they 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 updated, you know, what that will look like in the future. Uh, also, uh, spoiler, but in season four, there's a ship named after him, which I was really, I rem I remembered it because it was only you know last year watching it, going, oh, the USS Mitchell, nice. Yeah, um, I remember at the time someone said, "Oh, how do you know it's about him?" Oh, come on! It's anyone <laughs> yeah. who's been following Star Trek Discovery knows about Kenneth Mitchell. So it's not gonna, it's that, not that be, was lovely. 
Phil Mitchell, is it, from EastEnders? <laughs> Split the difference, it's Grad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, wow, well, this took a turn. But, uh, but yes, our, 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 obviously our thoughts go out to his family, and um, but he's clearly left such a lovely legacy because of all the... Um, Nice posts and stuff that have come out about it since. When the when the when the news broke the other day, um, obviously the tributes were pouring in, uh, which itself is a just a sign of how popular, how well liked he he is. Um, but there was a couple of years ago he was on the cruise, which is as of recording it, the twenty twenty four cruise is happening right now, uh, and there's just that fabulous video of him crowd surfing while they play the Discovery theme tune, which is just, I mean, I dare you to watch that and just not grin. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a... I'm grinning just hearing about it. (laughs) Oh, it's just such a... And and, uh, like, it's kind of fresh in my mind because obviously the cruise is on, but people are resharing that video. um, Because I think as horrible as ALS is, he very much seemed to want to put a human face on it. He, you know, effectively documented what he was going through. And he, he never, he didn't seem to ever let it defeat him. Do, do you know what I mean? Like he, he was kind of, he was, you know, he was active where he could be. Uh, like you said, Tom, as well, you know, he was doing vocal as well as appearing it on on screen. Uh, and then, oh, just the amount, the sheer amount of images uh, and things from conventions, even after, you know, kind of the more serious um, symptoms of the, the disease set in. I mean, he was he was making appearances as often as he possibly could. Um, but yeah, sorry, just that, that video from the cruise is just pure joy. Isn't it very interesting, I think, with Star Trek in particular, because it's been going for so long and there's so many branches of it, it's, a lot of the time you have actors who are say, in a film and then in a sequel of that film and they never meet. But with the Star Trek conventions in particular, you know, you've got people who are, who were in, okay, I, I'm trying to think of someone off the top of my head, but I can't right now. Um, but thinking of actors who were, say, in, in Voyager or The Next Generation who didn't work with Kenneth Mitchell, but because of these conventions, still had this relationship with them and and they all know each other and they all interact. And I don't think, I think there's very few things where that is a possibility. And it just goes to show how important the conventions are as much for the the actors and the creatives as it is for the fans. Yeah, listen, Tom, you said it. Our, our love, our condolences, our thoughts are with Ken's family. Um, I... I hope I hope they see just the torrent of happy memories and stories coming out around him. Uh, the man the man was very clearly loved. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two centuries, you're listening to the Federation News Network. This weekend saw the release of the Star Trek Discovery Season 5 trailer. Um, yes. Now, obviously, I've done a breakdown of it because that's what I do. Things release and I break down. But what did you think of the trailer? Um, Ellie, you could be totally honest this one. Because of where you are in your watch long, have you watched the trailer? I did watch the trailer. So in my watch along, I have just got to the end of season three. So I only have season four left to go, which I will definitely have finished by the time season five drops. Um, mm. Part me, part of me kind of actually watched it because I did watch the trailer. I watched the trailer for season four as well, just so that I could get like an idea. Um, but to be honest with you, unless I've missed something major... I don't feel like there was anything in the trailer of season five that I was completely like, I don't understand what's going on. You know, there wasn't a random new character that was like, who's this? Or, you know, it felt very much, I think maybe because I've got to the end of a season and watching the trailer for another one, it kind of almost felt like, well, here's the new story. I just happened to miss the one in the middle. Yeah. Um, Does that make sense? (laughs) from, From what I can tell, what we know, uh, and from the trailer, you know, it's very much the characters that you know in its own sort of contained story, um, as well as a few, you know, new villains and things like that to, to go along with it. So it's it's not so much a continue. I'm assuming continuation. I'm sure there'll be some bit from season four, but it's going to be like its own thing, as well as however they decide to actually end it and stuff as well. So, um, but that's what the trailer sort of gave me as well. It's like this is what I've said as well about five thousand times. This is what we're doing. This is the the story that you know we've already said we're going to do. And I thought it was going to be even because the, the clips they showed us before, you know, were a bit more of an actiony sequence and i thought they were going to really pack the trailer with that but it wasn't so much that it seemed a bit more focused on the characters we know um and then hinting at what actually is going to happen it wasn't so much a action-packed trailer which they 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 tend to do with the new star trek trailers i think i know they've 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 described this season as going to be very kind of indiana jones-esque yeah um which i'm 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 happy about it. like it's it's well documented that they didn't know this was going to be the final season when they were filming it you know whatever coda we get uh it is exactly that it's a refilm you know they kind of they rushed back um which look obvi- obviously you're kind of like yeah, how much notice did they get to write and film these scenes but I think if you even glance 
at anything, particularly Cynico Martin Green has said about this season, there was passion and love that went into crafting this ending. Um, and, and I know that's going to be on my mind. It sounds like I'm setting myself up for it. It's going to be terrible. No, I know it's going to be on my mind when I'm watching the last episode. It's going to be because it's see. I mean, I'm inferring from what they've said. It seems like it's going to be the last scene has yeah. been. To, I suppose I don't think they're not refilming any of the season. Um, they've just created a final scene. Uh, and it sounds like um, I sure hope Doug Jones enjoys the makeup cr- process because it sure sounds like Saru is in that last scene. You know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I'm 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 just I'm just excited for a fun season. Um, and obviously, our um, what's the word I'm looking for? Wild speculation has it that everyone is going to be everyone's going to be back, and there's going to be ties to everything, and there'll be like you know, ah, you didn't realize you wanted that sequel to the Lights of Zetar from the original series, <laughs> and yet, um, but one thing that I'm really so, so I, I I mean I don't think this is a spoiler. I don't think it's going to affect season four for you, um, but Terran Empire logo. They're clearly on a Strange New Worlds Constitution class, and Season 1's Starbase 1 is in the trailer. None of those were spoilers because I watched your breakdown, so it's okay. <laughs> Excellent, cool. Uh, just for context, I just video called Ellie and just screamed. Uh, she was very nice. Thank you for the support. Uh, but, yeah, so guessing either time travel, universe travel, time universe travel, or, feck it, we had these assets, we might as well use them. You know, it could be anything across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I'm, I'm excited. I was, I know I was Mirror Universe out coming up to the end of season one. Um, very controversial statement, but <laughs> it works as an episode, yeah. not as an arc. Yeah. In just my opinion. Um, but... Uh, Works as a fine two-parter, not forgetting In a Mirror Darkly Enterprise. But so I want to see what they do with it. You know, are they going to spend half a season? Or are they even traveling? Maybe is it a like I said in the breakdown, is it a ship coming from the Terran Empire, from the Mirror Universe? Oh, defiant. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows? Not me. I don't even know what happens in season four. Yeah. I didn't go clear about anything. <laughs> I don't know anything though. <laughs> Characters have an arc. Some uh, friends become enemies, enemies become friends. Working on that novel. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. So April, the the one thing, I know people say this. So, Star Trek releases on Thursdays. That's been well established, so I understand that. April the 4th is a Thursday. But April the 5th was right there. Yeah. First contact day. It's literally the next day. Mm. Um, it does make me sorry. think that they chose the 4th for that reason, though. It was the closest Thursday they could get. I, I mean, you're probably right. Right there. Uh, and it's two, and it's a two-episode premiere. So what we don't know, or perhaps we do know this, I haven't seen the confirmation, is it two episodes and then episode three is the following week? Or is it two episodes and then we get a break for a week? It's probably episode three the following week, but yeah. which means which means less time. Yeah. You're going to get nine weeks of Discovery it's instead of ten. Well, they keep doing, giving us loads, which then it means it's over really quickly. <laughs> yeah and I'm just like I'm excited don't get me wrong like I'm really looking forward to it but the faster it's here I had I had a moment there um, 
during the week and I, I think I was writing an article and it was about the last generation, like the last episode of Picard. And I was like, oh yeah, that was a year ago. Do you know what? I've just, this week, um, my mum and I have started a rewatch of season three of Picard. And do you know what? I really, instantly, both of us were just in awe of how amazing Amanda Plummer is. I feel like she hasn't had enough recognition for how brilliant she was as Vadik. I'm sorry, I know we've just taken a massive detour from what we were talking about, but it was both of us straight away were like, gosh, she's good. Yeah, I think it's because in the later episodes of that season, once the Borg stuff starts happening, you kind of forget about her, which I think is a shame. It's one of the biggest shames of it because those first couple of episodes with her are so good and so like, you know, edge of your seat kind of watching that you know it didn't mean that she had to be the the big bad but she was the big bad of the first like half of the show she should have been linked to it mm-hmm. a bit better than just going anyway she's gone here the borg like i mean we can talk about I, how that, that as much as we 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 have talked about it a lot but it, she still is memorable she is i was very glad that she did get at least get the nomination at the saturn awards for guest star which I'm delighted even, you know, obviously throw all of the awards at her, warn her so that she doesn't get hit by the awards, but <laughs> throw all of the awards at her. Um, speaking of awards as well, because um, you might have mentioned the subject. Uh, anyway, Terry Metalis, Writers Guild of America nomination mm-hmm. uh, for The Last Generation. Like, thumbs up. Like, that's that's serious. Like, that's fantastic. Um, so, you know, Paramount <clears throat> Legacy. Look at all these awards coming. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Exactly. Yeah. Kind of, screw it. We'll do our own awards. Uh, I really want to do a Trek Culture Awards. Chris is going to kill me for saying that. Because yeah. like, do you not think we're busy enough? <laughs> but yeah, I want to do a Trek Culture like, Awards. Do we get awards or is it like we give out awards? Because that would sway whether I mm. want to join or not. Well, I definitely want to win the award for best breakdown. <laughs> and then something to do with Trek Culture as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would get the award for best impression, obviously. Oh, naturally. Yeah. 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 The oh oh the spirit folk award for excellence. Yes. Goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. to your impression of me. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to know what my award is. It'll be something mean. Yeah. The that's Earl Grey Tea Award. <laughs> for what? I think that's we we we'll we'll come up with something. I am having the strongest deja vu right now. I feel oh, like we've yeah. had this exact conversation before. Oh, it's I freaky, don't think isn't it? we have. <laughs> no, but I hate it because it'll be like, a, it could be, I've had it where it's like a solid five minutes of, we have done this. Why are we doing this again? But it's just in my head. It's yep. really weird. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. 100%. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. or Ellie, are you playing with us to get yourself nominated for more awards? <laughs> yes, that yeah. is well what played. I'm doing. Yes. Well played. <laughs> Even though we don't know what awards there are. I want them all. Well, if we if we're I giving like awards out to Star Trek episodes, we should definitely give award to best on screen relationship to Chakotay and Seven of Nine. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Let's I, move on. Have we got any more news, Sean? Um, I don't know if this qualifies as news, but I do want to put it out there that um, myself and yourself, obviously, uh, we will be in attendance at Vegas this year. Yes! Um, and I want to put it out there because 
Um, obviously, Ellie, Ellie and Tom, you're very aware of this, but uh, went a couple of years ago. It was an amazing experience. And just the amount of lovely people that came up and said hello and said how much they enjoy the channel. Um, and I just want everyone to know that we don't take that for granted. Like, thank you. And the reason I'm kind of saying, oh, we'll be there again is because we want to talk to people. We 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 want to we want to get to know people. We want to know what you enjoy, and even we want to know what you don't enjoy. Wait, we might run away as you say it, but we still want to know. <laughs> this will be uh, my first time attending, and I'm very excited. I don't think I'm quite ready for the scale of it, but um, let's just throw it at me. Let's do it. I'm so excited. <laughs> what about you, Tom? What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, you guys not being here. <laughs> <laughs> he's looking forward to me talking non-stop about meeting Kate Mulgrew that's what yeah. he's looking forward to that's what I this can't is... wait <laughs> seeing the photo of you two for the rest of my life over and over again every day mm-hmm. it's all you live for right mm-hmm. that is that, that that is true Oh, 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 breaking news. Shut up, Ellie. Uh, breaking news. Um, <laughs> just just as we are recording, uh, Chris has just shared with us that we are at 295,000 subscribers on the channel. Thank you so much, everyone. Yep. Thank you so, so much. We are this close. You can't see it, but I'm doing the little like finger and thumb symbol like this close to 300,000 subscribers. So thank you so much. We do have a little something that we're going to share when we get to 300,000. So uh, a bit like Smokey the Bear, only you can prevent us from not sharing that. Wait. Yeah, I was trying to do the thing. Anyway, listen, 300,000 is this close. Thank yeah. you so much, everyone, for subscribing. Seriously, that is incredible. And if you haven't, do it. Yeah. That's almost 100,000 subscribers since I started working for Trek Culture. So, I mean... We can. We all know what that means. It kind of correlates with each other, doesn't it? Right. <laughs> hmm. Now, speaking of our subscribers, we are going to go to our section where we hear from you. Do we have any questions or warnings from our from people following us this week, Tom? We do. We have a couple here. Um, I'm going to start off with uh, both. Both of these are from our friends, our classic friends um, of the podcast. One of them is from at Finnish Oscar. Ah, yes, of course. Hello, Oscar. My question is, if you had, uh, I think you answered this one already tw on Twitter, Sean, if you had the authority, authority and money, uh, which actor would you like to see in a Star Trek series or movie? Someone who had not been in it before. I have one. I saw this on Twitter and I purposely didn't answer it because I was waiting for it to come up on the podcast. Hannah Waddingham. Oh, yeah, yeah. She would be brilliant. I can I can really picture her as some, like, Romulan super baddie. Mm. She would be a great Romulan. Make it happen. Yeah, yes. I feel like she just would really... I don't know. I mean, first of all, they always make the baddies English. Yeah. And I just feel like she would... I th do you know I think part of it is seeing her play... Um, a villain in 12 Monkeys and that kind of regal um, Englishness and the way she holds herself. I just, I can really picture it. Yeah. And she also, you know, she had that nun character in Game of Thrones. So she's, she's, oh, yeah. she can be scary, basically. <laughs> so I always forget about that. That's, yeah. that's how, that's certainly how I was introduced to her. 
Yeah. Mm. I think a lot of people don't realize that's her. I mean, obviously, she's really um, come into the spotlight in the last year or so. Um, And it's very, very well deserved. I think she's, she seems like such a humble person. She doesn't take for granted the success that has come her way and the attention she's now receiving. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people don't actually realize that she is the shame nun in Game of Thrones. So you're welcome if I've just revealed that to you. (laughs) Sean. What about you, Tom? I said Sean. Well, I said online, I said Tom Hanks because. Obviously, we've been teased by Tom Hanks since 1996. Um, uh, I get, I'm sure everyone's aware of this. Originally, the hope was that he would play Zephram Cochran in Star Trek First Contact. Um, he was directing the film That Thing You Do, and so it wasn't available. I think that's why Tom Hanks isn't in Star Trek, is because he was directing another film, not because he went, Star Trek, get out of my office, go! <laughs> uh, which, is, which is fun. So that would definitely be one. But, I mean, like... There's just so many people. Like Hannah Waddingham is a fantastic option. Um, See, I didn't just say that because I love her. I actually had logic behind that one. You did. You did. I love the fact that pretty much the entire cast of 12 Monkeys has been in Star Trek. So that's cool. Um, I really want... Sorry, I did did a rewatch last night of uh, uh, Shit's Creek. So the crossover, again, 12 Monkeys. Like I want Emily Hampshire Mm -hmm. to be in it in some form or another. I don't know who she would play or or what but I would love to see Emily Hampshire in it uh, I think she could she make a fun villain bonkers. as well yeah so Tom what about you uh, my suggestion is one I actually I've given before so we put a video up about actors we would like to see in Star Trek and one of them was a suggestion of mine uh, I'm gonna probably get her name wrong but it's Anya or Anya Chalotra or Chalotra uh, who is the actor oh. who plays Yennefer in The Witcher? Yes, yes, yeah. she is brilliant. Yeah, she's really good in that, and I think she would. I think she would make a really good member of Starfleet. She like she has the stern professional thing that she could do really well, while also being a bit like um, you know playing by her own rules kind of thing. I think she mm. she could be a really good addition. No, I agree. I uh, really, really. I've, I've today. I've only seen season one of the, of the Witcher, and she is fantastic in that. Yeah. So if she's terrible in season two, I haven't <laughs> seen it. So not real. Well, I'm a huge Witcher fan, and I've seen all of them. And let me just say, you've watched the best season. Uh, so for my final uh, <laughs> question, it is from our friend at Chris Trekken. And he actually sent me this message direct. I thought it was a really interesting one. I definitely wanted to end the podcast on it. Um, So this is for all of us. Uh, As writers, what do you find helps you get past phases of writer's block and what helps you stay focused? Because I feel like I've been struggling a lot with it lately, especially with his Lone Star writing. Um, So I thought, you know, we've all, we always do, we all do writing here in sort of, you know, different ways. You got the articles, I write my book. So I thought we all might have some interesting insights or or things that we do. Um, I'm very keen to hear your answer to this one because yeah, as you say, you know, you've got your novel. um, Anyone who's ever tried to to write a novel will know that it is one of the most damaging things you can do for your health. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So what what is your answer to this? Um, Yeah, so... 
uh, I've been writing this novel for about four years-ish. The first two years was kind of teaching myself how to actually write a novel. Um, and uh, a new trailer went up about the, it's called Witch Hazel as part of the a Slayer's Pilgrimage saga, an episodic saga. Just quickly plugging myself before I go on. Um, so, yeah, it happens a lot. And I find some of these might sound like cliches, but the the best thing for me, there's a few tips I do. One of the things is just stepping away. If you feel like you're blocked and you can't move any further, just move away from it. Either work on something else, do something else completely. Leaving the house can be a big help. Getting outside, your brain starts working, I find, in a different way. If I'm driving somewhere or walking somewhere, I tend to be thinking about all other things. Um, at the same time so that's really helpful listening to like music watching other shows and stuff just you might get tips or inspirations from various things while you're doing that something else that uh i do this this has sort of been my mantra from the beginning it was something my who's now my my editor for my book his dad told him and he told me and it's been super helpful and i tell everyone who wants in the uh, insight into writing do this get it written then get it right. Uh, and yeah. I, f I find that's so helpful because you, you, the first draft of what you're going to write is probably going to be a bit crap, right? It's not going to be what you wanted it to be. It's not going to be how it is in your head. But the, one of the hardest parts about writing is getting the words down. Uh, and you just have to get those words down, even if 90% of them are not the words you want. Um I see it as just laying down the foundations for the house. No one's going to have to see that stuff by the time the house is built. They're going to see all the pretty stuff that you want it to look like. So get it written and then spend that time going over in it, over in it, over it, changing it, changing it to the point that you suddenly go, oh, this is actually the thing I had in my head. Um, so if you're having writer's block or whatever, don't care about if it's going to be perfect. Don't care about the things you're not quite sure on. Just write the words and then work in it again until it's how you want it to be. That's, I mean, that's some of the best advice when it comes to writing is, you know, the the amount of what like I, I, I'm making up the statistic here, but like <laughs> let's say twenty percent of writing is get the first draft out, the other eighty percent, like the bit where they say, you know, that that old quote of oh, I just sit down at a typewriter and bleed, yeah. that's that's the editing process and learn to love it, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be straight. Like it's not fun, but it can. Like you know, you can get your enjoyment out of it. Um, yeah. and, and and it serves the story best. That's the other yeah. thing as well. You know, first drafts they might feel amazing. Like yeah, fantastic. I got this out of me. But are you doing the story justice if you mm -hmm. just leave it at a first draft? You know. Um, yeah. God, don't I sound like I know what I'm talking about? But <laughs> uh, yeah, like I. I've written I, I've written two novels, one of which is far closer to a first draft than mm -hmm. I should really admit. Um, yeah. And you can tell the difference in the length of time it takes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think if I, you know, my, my book's coming out this year, if, if I released the first draft of what I wrote, it would just be a completely, it would just be a mess. It would be a completely different kind of thing. Um but like you were saying with learning to love editing, it's, it's a really useful thing to do because I think you, you this, I won't go into this a lot because I have lots of views on this in creativity and education and things, but you kind of in school and, and stuff, you, you, you kind of think that 
you know, you plan your thing and then you write your thing and then it's done, but it's not how it is. You write your thing and then you edit and edit and edit and edit and rewrite it. And then it's the thing you want. So like, don't think of the first draft or whatever you're writing. And this, again, this is for the, for the question, this is for articles, this is for anything. Don't think of the first draft as this is the thing that's going out and the editing's just going to make it a little bit better. Think of, for me anyway, the first draft is, um, that's the boring, hard work. And it doesn't have to be boring, but that's like the little bit of hard work that I have to do. And then the editing is actually the majority of the creative process. Like you're then building and turning it into the thing you want. So, yeah. Um, well, I definitely don't have as much writing experience as either of you. Um, I think most of my writing would be articles um, for for the likes of Trek Culture and Who Culture. Um, and again, yeah, I mean, it sounds cliche, but as you said, I think my my biggest tool, because I do get stuck in a rut of knowing what I want to say and not being able to put it into the words I want to put it into. And then it gets very twisted in my brain and it, it literally is to just step away, walk away and completely do something completely unrelated um, and clear your mind. Or if you're writing, if I'm writing something specific, um, um, you know, when we're doing lists and we're talking about episodes or whatever, and I'm tr- struggling to think of what I'm trying to say. If you go, I go back and watch the thing I'm trying to talk about, and it kind of maybe triggers triggers what it is that I'm I'm trying to say. Kind of reiterate the point if I watch it again and kind of yeah. try and figure out what is it that your tr- what is it that your point is. Um, and sometimes the visual of it kind of triggers that. Oh, okay, now I get it now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so- my writing experience is not as as in as intense as your guys <laughs> yeah but it, it still makes sense and like i had a similar thing with when i was first writing my book and i got to this point where i was like why isn't this what i had in my head and then i watched something that was like one of the inspirations for it and i went oh yeah because i'm not doing this which is what i originally wanted to do i wanted it to be this kind of tone and then i went back and changed it and then it just suddenly clicked and i was like on a roll again and um I just want to say as well, like I was speaking to Jack, one of our writers for Trek Culture, and about this sort of stuff. And although I, I'm writing a book, I don't. I the, the skill with writing a book and the skill of writing articles is a very different thing. And I could, I don't think I could ever write an article, um, or at least nowhere near as good as as what you guys have written, um, because it's just a whole different kind of talent. You know, it's it's like hosting a chat show and 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 doing a piece to camera or whatever like the things the things are different so um but it's all it's all writing so i think all this is hopefully useful advice and uh and it's it's fun as well for us to talk about our craft a little bit so feel free if people listening want to know more about that kind of thing we'll always talk about how we actually produce and and write and make these videos and things for you guys I think the other thing as well, um, just to add on the end there, um, because I'm one of those people that, um, like at school, I would be awful if you put me in an exam hall under exam conditions, my results would be rubbish. My coursework, I would do really, really well at and I'd be getting the highest grades for. And I think the difference being you can take your coursework, yes, there is a deadline, but it's not you've got an hour to get this right. It's a very much a case of you can work at it and you can step away from it and take a break. You can come back to it. You can read through it again. You can change it if you want to. Um, 
And while I do set myself a deadline of sorts, I think giving yourself that flexibility and allowing yourself to kind of step away and come back to it and not be stuck by this constant like alarm going off that you, you've got to get it done, you've got to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that can really, really work. Yeah, it's it's almost like coursework is actually a show of your work and and exams are just a memory test, which isn't the correct way of uh, showing someone's worth. Mm-hmm. But I do not get agree. me started because <laughs> I could talk about this forever. Well, look, thank you very much for those. Those are some seriously great questions. Um, and thank you so much. As ever, please keep the questions coming in. Uh, I'm going to do another little cheeky thing here. Please, if you haven't already, please do subscribe to the channel. We are so close to 300,000. So we really, really appreciate all of the support. Everything um, you are, are bleeding awesome. So you are bleeding awesome. Um, just that was that was me who actually said that. That wasn't Sean. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I can't wait to hear your attempt at a carry accent. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. No, uh, there's there, there's a certain audience of this podcast that are just like, now wait a minute, we need to hear this. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll do I'll do uh, every region of uh, Ireland throughout the rest of the, the episodes that we do. Um. Okay, that's that's it now. That's recorded, and, and if that's edited out, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep the OG footage of this. Anyway, listen, everyone, thank you so much. You are awesome, um, Ellie. You're awesome, Tom. You're awesome. Everyone, please follow us digitally, like not down the street. That would be weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You are wonderful. We're at Trek Culture on all the various socials, except Instagram, where we are at Trek Culture YT because we just needed to be different. Yeah. Um, and you can you can via Trek Culture you'll find all of us. Um, so uh, sometimes we post funny things, uh, other times Tom posts. So you're <laughs> wonderful. You're great. <laughs> Love you, Tom. Mm. Love you, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs>